Welcome to Jumpstart Your Joy. I'm your host, Paula Jenkins. I invite you to join me as we explore how inspiring people have chosen joy in their lives and what they have to share with us about how to jumpstart joy in the world. Plus, how do we follow our own hearts, find work that lights us up while mindfully noticing the role that joy plays in our own journey. And welcome to episode 98. This is Paula Jenkins, the host of Jumpstart Your Joy. Now that we're into August, I'm looking at hitting the two-year mark of launching Jumpstart Your Joy. This week's episode is a look back at what I've learned over the past two years, the changes that I've seen in myself, in my show, and the other podcasters I've met with and worked with. (laughs) I'm so excited to share these thoughts, and I think you'll see that while they reflect my own journey of podcasting, they really are applicable to you wherever you are on your own journey. But before we get to that, I want to say I am so glad that you are here. Thank you you for tuning in this week and for joining me. I publish show notes for each episode if you're new, and these are over at the website at jumpstartyourjoy.com slash episode 98 for this episode. It will include some of the notes on this show, along with links and additional references, um, some of my other thoughts on the topic, if you would like to get those. If you are loving this show and you've been listening for a while, thank you so much for coming back this week. And would you do me a huge favor and share this episode with one person you know, maybe it's somebody who's starting a podcast or someone who has a podcast and you think maybe they would like Jumpstart Your Joy, if you would send them the link, I would just really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, it's always so much fun to have new people listen and share. You can find Jumpstart Your Joy on iTunes and tune in if you want to subscribe. Um, You just would search for Jumpstart Your Joy and then you could click the cover art to see the full listing of episodes. You can listen to any episode, of course, right there in the player on iTunes or TuneIn. Or, here's the magic, you could hit subscribe and then you will automatically be getting the episodes each Tuesday morning as they are released. Um, And if you're looking for new ways to bring more joy into your life, I invite you to sign up for my free Joy Plus You Unleashed e-class where I walk you through some easy ways to find room for joy in your everyday. And that's just on the website, jumpstartyourjoy.com. So let's get on to the show. As I'm rounding the corner on 100 episodes, I'm also narrowing in on the two-year mark of being a podcast host and having the show. There's been so much that's changed and so much I've learned, and I wanted to do an episode where I share those thoughts with you guys. This episode is probably not too different from the the one that I did at the six-month mark, if you can believe that. It's episode 26. The link will be in the show notes, and that was from last year. I've gotten a lot of great feedback on that one. It's kind of fun to look back. This episode, though, will be different from many of the ones you've heard recently, because I kind of wanted to go off script on some of these things. Many of my solo casts are actually done where I write out most of my thoughts ahead of time. So right now I'm working off of some notes, literally in a closet, (laughs) in an Airbnb in San Diego, and I'm on my family vacation. 
Um, so this solo cast has kind of been rattling around in my head as I've been walking on the beach today, as I flew here, and as I have let all those thoughts just settle into my mind. In many ways, though, it's interesting to think that this is how my approach to podcasting has changed as well. Two years ago, I started with a literal mission statement, and that's something that I go over in my podcasting class because I think it was so important to write those things down for myself, and I still follow my mission statement. I also started out with a very kind of hardcore process of how I was going to do this and a dedication to put out an episode once a week for a whole year, which was inspired by the amazing Pat Flynn of Smart Passive Income, and also Lewis Howes, who inspired that. Uh, I was in his audience at the Creative Live class. This would have been almost two years ago as well. And so that was really interesting to get to see him talk about something. Obviously, he's so big and had such vast experience even two years ago that it was super helpful to be able to hear how he had run things. And John Lee Dumas was one of the guests on that show. So it was a very informative and formative thing to have very early on in my podcasting career. Career. <laughs> um, so the, the commitment though of that 52 weeks was really the thing that carried me through the first months. So here's the things that I've learned. And this will kind of be in a list for format as you guys are used to from me. Um, the first one is that commitment is so important and planning is critical. Now, if you guys know me, you probably also know that I'm a project manager at heart. So I'm very familiar with the tools, <laughs> project plans and timelines and processes that go along with being a project manager. And so I really feel that one of the only ways that I stuck with this um, was that I made pro made this podcast a project and I made it something bigger than myself. 52 weeks was my initial commitment and I was there was no way I was backing off. There were times even when things got a little bit crazy in my life and somebody suggested, oh, well, maybe you should go down to every other week. What do you think about that? And I was not having it because I had already made this very strong commitment to myself for this to be something that I would do for 52 weeks. And that was that was the gig. That was the deal. And I was going to stick with it. I think that probably some of my background as a project management really helped with that. I was already very used to making things kind of external to myself, I guess. And so even when I hit a really difficult edit, um, I think it was in the first 12 weeks there was one that nearly that like had me up until 3 a.m. It was one of those things where I was like, yep, yeah, this is just this time. This isn't forever. And the next time will be easier. And it turned out that's true. Everything has gotten easier as I've gone. Um, and so I think one of the things that I take away from this is if you're starting off on a new endeavor, do yourself the favor and plan it out. I like the saying of measure twice, cut once. It's probably, you know, a, an actual construction kind of a project management mindset. But just that idea that when you lay out the plans and you kind of get a sense of what you want, it's so much easier to execute on that. Um, and so I can see that having that really distinct plan is one of the things and having it be a very serious approach. This wasn't something that I was going to give up on because that would have meant I was giving up on something for myself. So taking it seriously is what really made the show a possibility. The second thing that strikes me over the last couple of years is that I've gotten to the point where I really let passion guide me. 
And this is interesting to me because starting out, I would say I'm a very academically minded person, um, both from a perspective of like schoolwork and being the kind of person that got really good grades and was very proud of that and always got my homework in on time, like definitely a people pleaser and, uh, you know, an overachiever. And so there was this deep desire for so many things in my life, even still, to get it done right. And there was a lot of importance put to that. Now, I'll say that some of the things that I learned, um, and I'll get into this more, I think, in a little bit as well, but in life coach training was to let go of the outcome and to, to kind of let go of those ideas that there should be a right and wrong way of doing things. Um, I think some of that training was super helpful in becoming a podcaster because it's a, it's a creative endeavor. And so there is no right or wrong, you know. There's no right way to record something, whether it be in this closet, which is probably sounding a little bit echoey, or if it's in a, you know, a professional sound booth. There's no right or wrong there. And so you quickly learn, quickly learn that you have to follow your heart and your intuition as you go after something that's a creative endeavor like this podcast. So passion really did come into, into play. Uh, interestingly, I think that around the episode 36, sorry, 36 episode mark, I did feel actually within myself a shift in how I was approaching this podcast. I was super excited. I don't want to get anyone thinking that like before episode 36, I wasn't excited. I was super excited. There's some amazing guests that I had on so early, but there was something around that. I did three episodes that came out in a row in the same week. It was a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday in April of that would have been 2016. And something in there changed. Um, I heard myself really laughing and like totally enjoying these conversations with these people of that week. I felt myself loosening up. I I stopped following verbatim the research questions that I would send over because when I'm getting ready for an episode, I do a, a fair amount of research just because I, I want to get to know each of the guests. I think that comes through when I'm talking to them. But And then I write up questions and send them over just so they kind of know what to expect. But I really started following the passion of if there's a moment in a conversation with someone and I sense that there's a question I could ask that I really started following that. And somewhere in there around that 36 mark is where that all started to shift and hit for me. And so the, the piece that I would take away if you're following something is, you know, just what kind of like say yes to the passion <laughs> say yes to the dress or whatever but like let it just be and, and really follow its wisdom because i think the passion is there and it's telling you something which really leads and i i know i i think i brought this up in last month's solo cast as well when i was talking about the things that podcasting i don't remember the exact episode title but it's one of my favorites. And number three is it's your own damn podcast and you can you can do whatever the hell you want with it. And around June of last year, I'd started getting a lot of questions around how to podcast. People were seeing that I was doing it and it, you know, this show was on new and noteworthy and then it was on what's hot. And so it was really getting some attention and some of my fellow coaching friends and other people started to ask how I could do this or how they could do this and asked if I would help consult on either starting their show or just giving them some feedback. 
And so after a few of those, and kind of on a whim, I posted in Facebook that I was going to do a six-week podcasting class just to kind of see if anybody would join. And before I knew it, the class was full, which was totally awesome um, and kind of unexpected. I mean, it's definitely not a direction that I really could have ever guessed having starting a podcast would have led me to. I mean... I love to teach, I love to coach, I love to explain technical things to non-technical people, so it all makes a lot of sense, um, but it was just kind of unexpected, which is lovely. And so in a really early class meeting, I could see that several students were struggling with this idea that they wanted to get things right. You know, I use air quotes around right for their show, which if you think back to what I was just saying, having been a people pleaser and somebody that was high achiever, I totally could understand where they were coming from, which uh, I think is also interesting because in more ways than one, a lot of times when you're talking to people that have been on the show, some of their advice on how do you teach is, you know, you're always looking at someone who's just a few steps behind you. So looking back, it makes total sense that this is a great path for me to follow. You know, it's something recent for me to be able to teach about podcasting and how to start one. And it's something I love very much. But in that very first boot camp, I heard myself say out loud, um, it's your own damn podcast. You can do whatever the hell you want with it. And it was, it was this moment of really giving everybody in that class, and I want to give you listening the same total carte blanche. Um, you have total permission Whatever this thing is that you want to follow in your life, even if you're still in the exploratory phase, I want to give you the carte blanche permission slip. It's your own thing, whatever this thing is, and you can do whatever you want with it. Just soak that in for a minute because I don't think we all hear that enough. And it was funny because now that I've said this out loud, specifically around podcasting, but I'm giving you the carte blanche permission slip you know, slip right this second as well. It's awesome because it, it kind of soaks in. And even now when I'm looking back at my own show, yes, like I mentioned, I do have a, a mission statement that very explicitly, well, it gives me a great framework of understanding if someone would be a good guest, if the topic is good for this show. Um, but... There's also this underlining principle of this is my show. And part of what makes this special, and I assume why many of you listen in each week, is I'm curating who goes on this show. And that's part of the fun for me. And then getting to ask the questions the way I would ask them. Um, that's, that's awesome as well. I've also really amazingly gotten um, recently a lot of people pitched to be on the show as well. If you're interested or you know anyone, you can send in a note to jumpstartyourjoy.com. No, jumpstartyourjoy at gmail.com. Um, but then really kind of trusting my gut and putting the framework around it. Hey, this is my show and I can do whatever I want. Does this person feel like a good fit for this show? And that's oftentimes going back to the mission statement and going back to my own permission. Is this the right thing? Yes. Well, then I already know what the answer is if they should be on the show. Um, the thing that I think this really helps combat for so many people in giving people permission is that imposter syndrome, which is the thing that happens when you feel like, ooh, who am I to do this? 
what if people find out is sometimes what, you know, if the imposter syndrome is sitting there large in the room, you, you think, oh no, people are going to figure out that I don't know what I'm doing and then, you know, I'll be ruined or, or whatever it is. And I think one of the things that podcasting has really taught me, because I don't really have that sense anymore, um, that somebody's going to somehow figure out that I don't know what I'm doing, partly probably because I'm totally upfront that I'm all self-taught. <laughs> so I didn't know what I was doing. There's there's no place, there's you know, if that came up as something that someone was going to say about me, well, in fact, it was true. So that might be another reason the imposter syndrome didn't pop up too much for me or didn't seem so scary. But the thing that I've really learned too is that I should, I can trust myself now that I already know what it is that I want and I know how to do it. Even if I don't totally know how to do it, I know how to figure it out and that I've already given myself permission to do it. And so that's really what this number three thing about your own damn podcast, you can do whatever the hell you want with it is, is that you have the permission and somewhere deep inside you, you listening also, you have permission, you know how to do this thing that you, you are being called to do and and you know how to do it and you can do it. Um, Cause I think that happens lots of times when you're on target with your passion and it's all aligned, then that imposter syndrome piece just falls away. doesn't mean it doesn't get involved sometimes, but the fourth thing that I've really learned and that I love about podcasting, and this has been true since early on, but it really, it continues to strike me and, and awe me about it is that marketing does not feel icky for this, for me. Um, and the really interesting story around marketing and this podcast is this podcast did start as a marketing tool. Um, if you'll notice, if you've been listening this long, um, I'm thrilled. And you probably noticed that the intro between season one and season two uh, in season one, I mentioned this is Paula Jenkins, a life coach and podcaster. And in season two, I very specifically dropped that. It was a strategic thing that I dropped it right out of the intro. I don't reference myself as a, a life coach here uh, very often. I mean, sometimes I'll bring up that I'm taking clients. But the thing that happened was I realized that I was real internally no longer primarily associating myself as a life coach. That the thing that had become front and center, especially with my podcasting class becoming very popular and sold out, was that now I was associating myself as a podcast host and consultant or podcast coach, if that's a thing. And kind of feels like it is because that's what I feel like I do in my class. But the focus there, to be very specific, is around the podcasting piece and not so much the life coaching class or the life coaching piece of it. Um, I'd already run that class twice, the podcast class twice, and it was clear that I was using my coaching skill set to run the class. Like I said, like I felt like I was doing a lot of coaching for new podcasters in this class. And the way that I interview, many people have said, um, and it's always kind of interesting for me to hear it because it feels like where my questions come from are often just a deep intuition. But lots of people say, well, it sounds a lot, it sounds similar to how you coach um, and the way that you've learned to coach. So that's been really interesting. Um, and the thing that strikes me 
for this for the podcast is that now that I'm doing something that I really love and that it's work that feels like play, if I'm being totally honest, each time I get on to record an episode, editing is always a little bit rough, but really promoting each episode, it's not icky. And this isn't something that I would have ever believed to happen because I'd really struggled um, with being a blogger for I think since about 2008 is when I had started my, my own blog. And it always felt a little bit inauthentic to be talking about, oh, come read my, my latest post about XYZ. Um, it just never felt like it rolled off the tongue. And I didn't find myself in social settings talking about the fact that I had a blog. Where now, I mean, if somebody asks or if the <laughs> moment presents itself, I'll totally... I talk about the podcast. I talk about the people I've talked to on the podcast. I talk about the things that interest me about this and about the community that I've run into. And all of that is super, I mean, you can hear it in my voice now. It's super fun and loving and there's nothing icky about it. You know, I'm handing out business cards to tell people I'm a podcast host. And it really strikes me. It's really awesome and amazing to me that that is true and especially hilarious to me because I've been in marketing. So my nine to five job is as a project manager in um, a creative services department for a major company where we do marketing all day. And I will admit there that it is way easier to do marketing for a big company where there's nothing personally at stake than it is to do with anything that is personally, you know, you're personally involved in and that you love so much. So that's been a very interesting thing to see that then podcasting in this show is not icky to me at all. Um, and it leads me to believe that each of us will eventually find that thing for ourselves that feels so natural that it doesn't even feel like marketing to talk about it. I love this show and the guests and everything about it, and I'm super happy and proud to share about it. It doesn't feel like bragging or like it's out of place or anything. When I mentioned that the show's been on new and noteworthy and then it's been on what's hot and that it's been on the two, the top 200 under personal journals. Um, and even just like in this last month, I'm super excited that the show got nominated for a 2017 podcast award under, it was in religion and spirituality, which is one of the categories you would find the show. Um, but all of those things are just, it's amazing that it, it's amazing to me that the show has been all those places and won those accolades, but it's also amazing to me that it just feels like it's natural and authentic for me to talk about it. And I think for you, whatever it is that you're doing, you should probably find that for yourself too. When the fit is there, the marketing does not feel, feel icky at all. And... And then moving into number five, um, in finding what I've loved, so in finding this podcast, other things about it have just become natural and obvious. So like what I mentioned about the blogging, like it never felt like it totally clicked. My blog was called Welcoming Spirit and all of the, the archives for that are out on um, jumpstartyourjoy.com including my number one ever visited series, which was How to Plan a Retreat. If you're ever interested in that, it's still out there. Still gets a lot of traffic. But it never felt totally authentic to, to, to write about it, to put it out there. 
And like I said about the podcast, it feels natural, but it also seems like that this confidence that I have around the show, the confidence that I have about what I'm doing and the message and the mission and all that being so aligned, um, it also makes it easy to know how I want to grow this show and the business around it. And that it does, it feels really good to take the steps to invest in the show and the business. And so what does that look like? If you're like, well, that sounds good, but what does it mean? It means that for the ongoing show, I've hired someone to audit my website and kind of suggest improvements. Because I went through this really strange phase where it was, you know, the welcoming spirit piece was still the blog and Jumpstart Your Joy was the podcast brand. And then there was these mentions of life coach. So I've got somebody that's, you know, weighed in and said, here's some of the changes you you should make. I've, you know, hired on a designer to make a logo just specifically for the podcast, which I'm super excited about. It's amazing to see it and amazing like that somebody actually made something that I'm like, oh my God, that looks like me, (laughs) me in a logo form. How does, how does that even happen? Uh, I've also found a WordPress person and I went back to work with a couple different coaches actually about how do I move this piece, this podcasting piece, the consulting piece into something that is bigger than what it currently is. And so uh, it's very cool to see where it all started. Like I said, it was just this thing that I made this commitment for 52 weeks. I'm going to do this thing. And then to see the doors that open and the things that change and the people asking, how do, how do I do this thing? Like the way you're doing it. Um, it's been really humbling and honor, you know, like I'm really honored anytime anyone ever asks. Um, and it's become easier to be serious and open with myself even about what it is that I want for the show because it is such a natural fit. Um, and this also led to a really interesting relationship with, uh, Dr. Amy Avazadeh. I've become the producer for her show, which, um, I know I've talked about a little bit, but she does an amazing job where she's actually on a green screen and does a Facebook Live thing every week, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Um, and then we are taking all of her audio and putting it into an audio podcast, which is super fascinating. I love that it's across all these different media pieces and really super honored because she was in episode two that she came to me and said, hey, how are you doing all this? I want to do it the way you're doing it. So it's really interesting and I would never have dreamed that all of that would come into play as I kicked it off two years ago. And then really lastly, number six, I have this deeper trust now that I'm two years in that I'll do the right next thing. So I'm super excited about season three, which is coming. Um, And I'm going to be doing some things different. A lot of the things will be the same. I am going to take a break for the month of September, but it's something I've never done before, but I feel like it's time to take a breath and, you know, I'm excited about, you know, new intro music, a new intro. I'm going to do some new cover art. Uh, And then I'm also finding a new editor and maybe a VA to help with some of the other pieces that I've got going on. Um, So those are all really exciting things, both the trusting that I'm, I know that the, what will come out of the show next is the right next thing. It feels right for me. And then really trusting that I've brought on some people that I I just love to work with. Um, and 
the really magical thing here is that I've looked and found, looked for and found people that are following their hearts and following their passion are in that kind of zone. You know, a designer, it's um, Mandy Ford, who was on last week. Oh my gosh, she's amazing. And you can tell just the way I talk about her work. It's it's exciting to see her do this. And then my WordPress person, I mean, this is this is the work she's born to do. And it's fun to see her in her element and like really helping me dig around and figure out some things like my contact form that's coming up and all that. And then, you know, I've got plans for a new headshot and all that. But it's just, it's fun to work with the people that are doing the things that are kind of what this show is all about. They're following their own joy. They're choosing this in the world and they're choosing to be themselves authentically in the world. Um... And I'm really kind of proud of myself, if I will say this, um, that I've come to trust myself in this process to know that it's the right time to bring on some other people to help with this. Uh, Over the course of this show, I went from having a nine to five job to taking a year to try out life coaching and see where that led me and then realizing the podcasting piece was bigger for me, even personally in my heart, it just feels bigger and more authentic. And like, that's the way my message is meant to be here in this world. Um, to then going back and becoming totally okay and lovingly accepting that my project management skills offered this gift so that then I could go back to the nine to five world in a different, slightly different role, a different way, but that it's helping support some of the stuff that I'm doing here. Um, and realizing now at this time that I've got my sea legs under me again, that I want to keep this thing up. I want to keep this show going. I love this show so much and seeing that I have limitations on my own time and all the things that I can do, you know, it's interesting that the question for this last year has been finding balance and like, how do you find balance? And so really being authentic in myself and like living through, how do I find balance? And some of it is I can't do all these things by myself. So How do I automate what I can and how do I bring on the right people to help me with the mission as I move into season three? So I'm really happy that I've trusted myself with this. And I I mean, all I can say in wrapping up is I really can't believe it's been two years. And thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening and commenting and, you know, sharing and just being a part of this amazing journey and this community. So thank you. So if you were inspired by this episode, or maybe you know somebody else who is also following their dreams right now, uh, or who could just use a little boost to their day, would you share this podcast with them? You can find it at jumpstartyourjoy.com slash episode 98. Next week on the podcast, Andy Fairbanks is joining me for episode 99 to share about her role as a creative communications consultant. We talk about what it really means when you're a control freak. (laughs) Such a great conversation. And how to better communicate with your own ideal clients or the people around you. If you're not working one-on-one with clients, how do you become a better communicator? She's worked on a lot of um, public campaigns and really interesting work and educational work. And so I think you're just going to adore this conversation with Andy. Well, I hope you'll help. You'll, I hope that you'll come back next week. And until then, I hope that your days are filled with so much joy.